I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bienvenidos! Hey there, World Soccer Talk Radio with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Nate Abaurea. Thank you so much for making this show a part of your daily plans live on all of our fantastic Sports Byline radio affiliates and in podcast form, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Leave us a review on iTunes when you get a chance. It really does help us out, and we appreciate it quite a bit. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk. Again, that is at World Soccer Talk in the wild thing known as the Twitter sphere at Nate WST to get a hold of me with all of that love mail and, of course, the hate mail that you are far too good at sending. Barcelona are out of this world. Are you watching them in the Champions League today? Oh, my goodness. Arsenal don't look half bad either, trying to keep their slim but still existing Champions League hopes alive with a win today and then they'll have to win again on the final match day in the Champions League group stage and even Chelsea are looking mighty fine in the Champions League today that's of course because they're playing Maccabi Tel Aviv the team that hasn't registered a single point in the Champions League hey Cahill on set pieces baby come on Chelsea 15th place in the Premier League that just I'm gonna I'm gonna bask in the glory of of that as much as possible it's one thing that we can all bond on us football supporters no matter who we who we support we can just look at Chelsea in 15th place in the Premier League and go, ha, 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 cheers. Oscar Oberg is going to be with us. He is a Swedish author that has just written a book that is very good. I love the title. I read it last night. I blasted through this thing last night. The book is called I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp and Other Strange Thoughts About Football. Within the first few chapters of this book, which is actually more of a series of essays, and I can't wait to talk with Oscar about the creative process that went into this thing, he discusses Jurgen Klopp and Arsene Wenger. He discusses Sherlock Holmes and the rapper Jay-Z. He discusses Billy Connolly, Bill Burr, and George Carlin, three of my favorite comedic minds of all time. He also touches on Gary Neville and the biter that is Luis Suarez, the biting genius that is Luis Suarez. Talks about George Costanza and Jerry Seinfeld and Elaine Bennis and Cosmo Kramer. Get a little Seinfeld love in there. There is so much in this book, and I cannot wait to talk with Oscar all about it on the other side of the break. Oscar Oberg is his name. My name is Nate Abarea. World Soccer Talk Radio is what you are listening to. Stick tight. We're back after this. Thank you. 
You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio. I am your host, Nate Abaurea. Tweet me at NateWST. Get a hold of all of us at World Soccer Talk. Our guest in this edition of the program is a Swedish author named Oscar Oberg. His latest book is entitled, I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp and Other Strange Thoughts About Football. Oscar, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for being uh, being on. You know, it's uh, it's a pleasure. So th- this book here is actually more of a a series of separate essays that you you tied together. This sort of beautiful hodgepodge of of your thoughts on the beautiful game. Talk about how this thing came to be, and give us a little feel for why you went with the title and why you want to be like Jurgen Klopp so much. <laughs> Yeah, to summarize the book, uh, I would say, as you said, it's a collection of strange thoughts that I have. And uh, I mean, my natural tendency when I write is to be a little bit philosophical. And I love stand-up comedy, so another natural tendency is to try to be fun. So these essays is my attempts to be intriguing, and fun about football. Uh, and I think the one with Jürgen Klopp, uh, I think that the word, when you think about Jürgen Klopp, it's connection. He's so connected to uh, his players, he's so connected to the fans, to the media, and he's so connected to the game also. So, yeah, I try to describe how all these kind of things make me really want to be like you in club. <laughs> now, now, you yourself, though, if I'm not mistaken, you're an Arsenal supporter. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so so talk, talk about that, how, how you're, you're, you're discussing a manager of now, a, a, a opposition Premier League manager, but have you ever wanted to be like Arsene Wenger? Are you still sticking with Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um... um I think Arsenal is like, okay, there's my heart. But if I look at the persons that I kind of look up to, I think Jürgen Klopp is closer to what I look up to than Arsene Wenger because he's a little bit more charismatic. He's a little bit more, as I said before, connected to the media and he's a little bit more lighthearted as I want uh, people to be. Well, as we talk about the lightheartedness of, of these essays, of these, these strange thoughts about football, as you put it, that you've uh, compiled here for this book, one of my favorite aspects of it is how much you actually focus on comedy and you make these beautiful comparisons and, and analogies of comedy, be it, be it theater, be it television, or, or be it classic stand-up comedy. And I opened the show by mentioning that, that in this book, which I was lucky enough to, to get to just blast through over the last couple of nights, you referenced Billy Connolly, one of my all-time favorite stand-up <laughs> comedians, the Scottish legend that is Bill yeah. Connolly. You referenced the nastiness of Bill Burr, another one of my comedic heroes. And of course, you, you had a whole page dedicated to George Carlin. Talk about how 
Billy Connolly, Bill Burr, and George Carlin for you somehow tie back to soccer? I think, I, I don't know. Um, for me, I've always been a little bit obsessed with uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, since I was 10 years old, I was totally into Seinfeld. And uh, I mean everything about it. So the thing I like with stand-up comedians is that they take a thought, and then they twist it, and then they twist it, and then they try to twist it again. And that thing really appeals to me, because when I look at football, I, just, I don't want to see like the simple explanation of something. I want to see, uh, and I want to read about something more complicated. And I think when you use comedians as references, it gets the users into the uh, writing also. So, yeah, that's my explanation of it. <laughs> now, now, Oscar, in, in yesterday's program and in a number of, of, of editions of, of this show, yesterday it was focused on, on Rafa Benitez and, and a lot of people questioning the, the tactics of Rafa Benitez with Real Madrid and the... the, the crushing loss in, in El Clasico to Barcelona and, and, and we break down, we, we do the, you know, the, the, the armchair manager here all the time, the Monday morning breakdown in hindsight 2020 breakdowns of managers and one of the quotes that I loved that you brought up uh, that, that tied so beautifully from one of the comedians back to soccer, it was a great quote from, from the aforementioned Bill Burr. Uh, it was all about how with comedy, and, and for him, you know, 20, 30 years as a stand-up comedian, he tries to improvise as much as possible. He tries to, as you say, throw a new wrinkle there, you know, try some new things out. But he always has to have something to fall back on. A comedian would call that his act, his go-to. There has to be something to fall back on. And it's funny, in the immediate here, looking at Rafa Benitez's shortcomings, as a lot of people are calling him there in the Classico, it seemed as if he was going for something different, but then he didn't have anything to fall back on. I mean, it was amazing how much that applied to, to, to managers in the beautiful game, that idea of trying new things, but always having that safety net. Talk a little bit about uh, that chapter in the book. Yeah, and uh, as you say, it was really good. I think you really can see at the Real Madrid game that uh, Benitez is kind of just throwing uh, all the kind of Galacticus or what you call them. And it wasn't a good act. Uh, it was just trying to have good players on the field. And uh, for me, I think it's important because uh, I talk about in that essay about when you really know tactics on a deep level, you really can improvise. I mean, when you see Bayern Munich or uh, Barcelona, I mean, people there really have a good feeling for tactics. And then they can improvise and really be finding magic that I'm talking about. But I mean, if you don't know tactics on a deep level, I mean, you should really start there to get that feeling. And then you can uh, be as medical as you can be. <laughs> I think I use uh, uh, Arsenal, uh, the 2003 and 2014 as an example, when they are finding that magic. Absolutely. Now, now, one thing I got to ask you here in the final two minutes of this segment before we got to head to our first break here with the Oscar is your chapter where 
a man by the name, uh, this was, this was in the, the, the first half of the book. I think this actually was in the, the third chapter, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a, a bizarre kind of homage to a man by the name of Gary Neville. And again, to reiterate here, you're an Arsenal fan. You hated yeah. Gary Neville uh-huh. for quite a yeah. bit, but you seem to very much enjoy Gary Neville, the pundit, Gary Neville, the, the football yeah. analyst. Talk about your, uh, your view of Gary Neville, not only as an Arsenal supporter, but just as an author and a fellow human being. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're totally correct. I mean, I should really hate him. Uh, I mean... As I say in the essay, you know, he kind of kicked all Arsenal players for like two decades. decades. Uh, but uh, when he speaks, I really think that he is well-read. He knows his stuff. So when he says stuff, he really has substance behind it. So one of the few shows I actually watch about football, it's the Monday Night Football Sky Sports, uh, because I think it's amazing. And every time you say something, it gets me to think. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. And we'll talk a little bit more about thought stimulation and brain stimulation on the other side of this break, whether it's the magic of radio, whether it's a good book. That ties back to a, a great Billy Connolly quote. Uh, that you used uh, in one of the early chapters of this book. Really really enjoying this conversation. Hope you are as well. My name is Nate Abarea. His name is Oscar Oberg. The book is I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp and Other Strange Thoughts About Football. We're back after this right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. But I'm now the president of everybody. Again, we're here with Oscar Oberg, a Swedish author, the author of a book entitled I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp and Other Strange Thoughts About Football. Absolutely love this thing, and we're going to pick up right where we left off there. We're talking actually about Gary Neville there to close that last segment, and I want to go back to the great Scottish comedian Billy Connolly, and, and there's this great, great quote that you used here. It was in the second chapter of the book here, Oscar, and it's from Billy Connolly, and, and it's all about waking up the brain it's about stimulating the mind and and the 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 sensual experience of of something like good art whether it's football whether it's radio whether it's theater there's so many different options here but i want to get to this quote here when people are really good at something whether it's a good comedian a guitarist a sitar player someone doing sonatas on the piano They bring this atmosphere with them that makes you think great. You find yourself wandering off in your brain. Sensually, it wakens you up. Absolutely love that quote. And I want to throw it to you, Oscar, and ask you, when did, when did that really hit you? The, the, the idea of how important it is to, to keep your brain stimulated and to seek out greatness to seek out quality whether it's a football team whether it's a comedian whether it's a guitarist talk about how you've learned about that over the years uh yeah um try to think back but uh, as i told you earlier that my love for seinfeld came pretty early 
And uh, already there, I kind of felt that I connected to good comedy. Because after I had watched Seinfeld, I had a little bit problem to watch other comedic uh, series because I think I really connected to like good comedy. And uh, I mean, for me, it's everything. It's like, as you said, everything in art. If, if it's good music, I really feel that a uh, person have thought about the text and the music to it. Um, I mean, it, it wakes up the brain. I want to read good stuff. I want to listen to good stuff. I want to see good football. I mean, everything that makes me feel more alive, you know, get the eyes kind of open wide. Yeah. So that's the feeling I'm searching for. Well, and there truly is an elegance in the simplicity of, of that statement. Some people might hear that and go, well, yeah, good food tastes good. Good music. It, it sounds good, of course. Yeah. But the idea of, again, stimulating the brain, and I love the way that Billy Connolly ends that quote, and I love that you use this, sensually, it wakens you up. It's, <laughs> it's good for your head. It's good for your brain. It's good for your health to seek out this quality yeah. stuff. Now, now you reference Seinfeld so much in, in this <laughs> book. You've referenced yeah. Seinfeld a few times already here on my show today. So I'll just throw it to you right now. Favorite Seinfeld episode of all time. Oh, oh I know you, you had like a whole chapter dedicated to the contest. So I mean, you, you can go with the contest or go with another one. I mean, that, that's a good one. Um, I mean, <laughs> I always like the Puerto Rican day because uh, it's something beautiful when <laughs> George Costanza's fictional character, Jerry Seinfeld's fictional character, and Kramer's fictional character all meets in an apartment. Uh, so yeah, the Puerto Rican day, it's, it's an amazing episode. All right, my, my two that come to mind are, are the Soup Nazi, of course. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah. tip my cap to the Soup Nazi, no soup for you. Uh, but the other one, this is actually kind of a wild card one here. Not a lot of people talk about this one. It's the AIDS walk episode, the New York City AIDS walk episode where Kramer is just he's just staying up all night. It's like four in the morning and Jerry keeps knocking on his door going, what the hell's going on in there? Kramer, you got the AIDS walk. Yeah, I'm going to be fine, Jerry. I'm going to be fine. And Kramer somehow gets gets into the AIDS walk. And then, of course, all hell breaks loose as as it always does. How does for you Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, those type of minds. I mean, how, what, what would they be like in, in an alternate universe where they were football managers? How do you think Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld would hold up as, as coaches of a soccer team? I mean, that's a good question. I think Larry David would be a manager. I mean, too emotional. <laughs> I mean, uh, angry all the time. I mean, he would be like Paolo Di Canio. Larry David like Paolo Di Canio. Now, now you have me thinking who you would compare if George Costanza, the fictional character, not, not Jason Alexander, the actor here, but the fictional character of George Costanza in Seinfeld, who would he be most comparable to as, as a football manager? Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about angry? I mean, uh, probably can you swan? I mean, I don't <laughs> kind of think of... I mean, that's like the best example of some angry dude, but... Uh, I can only... You know, it's funny. The only one I can think of right now for George Costanza and all of our, all of our Mexican listenership, I'm, I'm sure, is going to love this, and I might get some hate mail for this, too, though. Miguel Herrera, uh, the, the now uh, uh, former 
Mexico national team yes. manager. There yeah, you go. Miguel, yeah. Miguel Herrera yeah. and George Costanza seem like yeah, kindred spirits. That's a good mention. I didn't think of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard some strange stuff from him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then who would, you know, it's funny because this ties back perfectly to the title of the book because now I'm thinking of Cosmo Kramer as, as a football manager and <laughs> the only person who I can think of that would be even slightly comparable here would be a man by the name of Jurgen Klopp. I think Jurgen Klopp has a little Cosmo Kramer in him. What do you think about that, Oscar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, to Klopp's, uh, to be fair to Klopp, I think he's a little bit more grounded in, in, in his kind <laughs> of thinking, you know. I think Kramer would be have like fun kind of offensive tactics, but um, I don't know, Nate. I think it would be kind of a chaos. The, the tactics of, of that team led by Cosmo Kramer, what, what kind of formation would they be playing? Yeah, but uh, I mean, if you think Kramer, I think it would be crazy. I think it could be like um, maybe just nine person in the midfield kind of walking around. Um, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I would really like to see it. It would be fun football. All right, we're going we're gonna to have to make this happen here. That'll be the next uh, fa- <laughs> fantasy soccer site. We'll do Seinfeld soccer. I cannot wait. We'll, 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 get, we'll get rich off this thing, Oscar. We'll, we'll do it up. Dra- Draft Kings will have nothing on us. We'll do it up. Fantasy Seinfeld soccer. I cannot wait. Hey, I want to ask you about a couple other non-football characters that you, that you tie into this book and, and actually go back here to something that you, you said early on in the book that I really really liked and something that really hit me in the heart as, as someone who wants to be a, a creative mind and always tries to look at soccer from, from different angles and look at sports even from different angles and find these commonalities. And I, I love this line that you write here. It's amazingly fun for me that a quote from Bill Burr, a comedian, can serve as an entry door to the world of football tactics or that Stuart Pierce can be discussed by reference to punk and, and Johnny Rotten and finding these commonalities, which is just such a, a beautiful mindset to have. And I want to ask you about another character, uh, that there another human being, a great human being that you, you discussed early on in this book. And that is Sherlock Holmes. Talk about your, your writing on Sherlock Holmes and, and how that ties back to, to your love for soccer, Oscar. Yeah, I think the Sherlock Holmes one was the essay with uh, Gary Neville. And um, I think the thing with Sherlock Holmes that I really connected to when I was young was that he could find so much information from so little. I mean, he was so mindful. He was so aware of, like, things happening. And he, I mean... That's what I've always been interested in, people that can see details. And that's why I also think I love uh, Seinfeld, because they've always been good at kind of explaining um, details in social dynamics and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I just like hyper-aware people. Well, it's one of the interesting aspects, again, going back to something like Seinfeld, or the point that you make there about Sherlock Holmes is that these people were, were in many ways, they were anthropologists. You know what I mean? They're, they're studying yeah. the, the, the tiny microscopic little yeah. details of human yeah. interaction and, and tie that back yeah. to, it's funny, there's actually a great uh, quote from Arsene Wenger, where, and so many other managers have, have touched on this over the years, but that concept of you have, ha- you have to have kicked every single ball before the game even happens. You have to assume that 
every single person is, is going to pick up an injury. You have to know if your 18th man off the bench is going to be able to slot in to this position. You have to go over all these things in advance. And, and this, this uh, detail-oriented mindset, it's amazing yeah. when you make a comparison there. I, I, I can't help but think now that Sherlock Holmes would be a mighty good football manager, Oscar. Yeah, 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 I definitely think. I definitely think. I mean, we talked about Kramer, he would be shitty, you know, but Sherlock Holmes, I really think he would be, like, collected. Um, yeah, I mean, he would be awesome. He would be awesome. Oh, I love it, and uh, hope you are as well. Tweet us your take on this conversation at World Soccer Talk. Get at me at Nate WST. Oscar, are you are you on Twitter by chance? Uh, no, I'm actually not. Um, I I mean, um, where can we send you? If we can't send you a tweet, can we send like a carrier pigeon to you or something? <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit embarrassing, you know, because um, I'm um, I should be living like a human being 2015 and have like Instagram and Twitter and stuff, you know. But I don't know. Oh, well, I, I I forgive you. You're you're only writing books and and being creative, you know, like people have been doing for for thousands of years. So yeah, no, no, no shame, no shame in that one. We'll we'll try to figure out where we can can send some uh, you know send some postcards to you or something. Definitely definitely want to get involved somehow. Again, the book is I want to be like Jurgen Klopp and other strange thoughts about football. His name is Oscar Oberg. My name is Nate Abarea, and we're taking a little trip to Sweden on the other side of this break. And we're talking about the Swedish national team and their chances in Euro 2016. And of course, we will discuss that famous Swede named Zlatan right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. This man is absolute magic that belongs in a different galaxy altogether. Oh, hey there, Ray Hudson. So our show today is brought to you by Audible, and I've got a free book for you today. But the real challenge with Audible is to pick which book. They've got 180,000 titles. You heard me correctly. That's six digits there, 180,000 titles, bestsellers, fiction, biographies, you name it. You can get Sir Alex Ferguson's new book. You can get the John Motson autobiography, the Bobby Charlton book entitled My Manchester United Years, and the Secret Footballer's Guide to the Modern Game, oh so many more. Let me give you the link for your free audiobook plus the Daily Digest of the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. All of that is available to you for free for 30 days, and you just have to cancel Cancel at any point during that first 30 days. If you don't want to do it anymore, you pay absolutely nothing, and the book is yours to keep forever and ever. But I think you're going to be hooked on this thing. Audible is fantastic. I've checked it out myself, gotten involved. Audible is a great way to listen to your favorite authors on your commute or at the gym. Here's the deal. Get your free audiobook today at, this is what you need to write down here, audibletrial.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E. T-R-I-A-L dot com slash World Soccer Talk. First month, absolutely free, gratis for you. You get one audio book. Sign up today, 
audibletrial.com slash world soccer talk. And I want to make sure that, uh, that I want to be like Jurgen Klopp and other strange thoughts about football can find its way to Audible because you need to check this thing out. Hope you're enjoying this show. Yours truly, Nate Abarea, with a Swedish author, Oscar Oberg. And we're actually going to take a step away from the book that, that we've discussed in great detail over the last couple of segments and talk about Oscar's national team. Talk about the Swedes who will be heading to France 2016 for the Euros after knocking out the Danes in that playoff. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic with one of my favorite quotes of, of 2015 with us. So we're talking all about great quotes here that, that you've used in your book, Oscar. We're laughing about this one uh, during, during the commercial break there. Zlatan saying that he was getting all this hate mail from, from these Danish fans and, and all these people in Denmark that said, you should, you should have retired two years ago. You need to retire. You're, you're bad for the game. You're, you're an evil force. You, you need to retire. Retire, retire, retire. And Zlatan said, well, I, I, I enjoyed hearing that word retire so much. So I figured I would retire Denmark's hopes of qualifying for Euro 2016. <laughs> Oscar, give us yeah. your thoughts on, on Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who, who you called one of the greatest human beings to ever live there during the commercial break. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, uh, like um, 95% of the Swedish population wants to marry uh, Zlatan. I mean, uh, both guys and girls. I was so. going to say man or woman. It doesn't matter. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. No, I mean, uh, he's just uh, somebody that's... Because in Sweden, I think uh, people have a, have a tendency to follow rules a lot. We have... Um, um, and we, we would say we are polite, but maybe sometimes a little bit too polite. And I think Slatan brings in the kind of freedom and... Uh, and uh, I mean, just the confidence. So, yeah. We, we love Slatan. I love Slatan, at least. Oscar, that's a really, really interesting point that you make there. And I, I want to expand on this because for, for Zlatan to be as great as he is, I mean, let, let's just be honest here. I grew up idolizing Henrik Larsson, and, and I remember Olaf Melberg being one of my yeah. favorite defenders. But there's not a, a legacy of, of Swedish players being mentioned as, you know, top five in the world for, for 10 years running. He is such an anomaly as far as the, the yeah. history of Swedish football, his level of greatness. But then you touched on something that is in many ways even more important, and that is how audacious he is, how, how wacky he is, how out there he is, how confident yeah. he is, and how people in the country feed off of that. Talk about, yeah. talk about that a little bit more and the importance of that aspect of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, I think uh, because of his personality, I think it's, he becomes so important. Because, uh, as I said before, it's, in Sweden, I think we need people like that, that have like this... I wouldn't say arrogance, but they have really good confidence and they feel that they can be a little bit more than, I mean, their regular person think they can be. Because in Sweden, I think, yeah, we have this called Jantelagen and it's a little bit like uh, you shouldn't think that you're better than you are. Um, and I think he goes against that. He dream big and he achieve big. So, yeah, I think it's... I think it's a, an important 
thing well, to have. Oscar, how did how do you think that happened? And obviously, I mean, no one can speak to this perfectly uh, apart from Zlatan himself. But how do you think that happened in in the Swedish cultural climate that you bring up there? The cultural climate that is very much based on on humility and and we're all equal. And here comes this guy who goes, "No, I'm the best, and I'm going to show the world that I'm the best." Where where does that attitude come from for him? Do you think? Um. I think uh, some people could answer it better than me, but I guess something has to do with his upbringing because uh, where he was um, born, it, was, um, it wasn't like a big so-called regular Swedish um, area. It was a little bit more uh, segregated. And I think that feeling of uh, being a little bit more, uh, I think it could feed better there because uh, if in a regular Swedish team he would be like oh shut up Slatan you shouldn't think that you are something but uh, I think it was good for him to kind of have that upbringing and um, for me that like uh, multicultural uh, things uh, and uh, countries so for me I, I love that too I, I don't know I, I just love Slatan. Well, it, that, that transitions back to someone who, who I brought up there a few minutes ago. And you talk about the, the multicultural aspects of, yeah. of Zlatan's upbringing. Yeah. And I, I, I've said this on the show many a times. It was actually from his time playing uh, for, for Celtic in, in Glasgow in, in the old Scottish Premier League. And Henrik Larsson was a very important player for me growing up as a soccer fan. I had a big poster of, of Henrik Larsson on my wall in my, in my room when I was eight years old when he had his long hair and the in the hoops of Celtic running by celebrating a goal sticking his tongue out talk about audacity <laughs> and confidence and Henrik yeah. Larsson was a very important man in in not only the history of Swedish football yeah. but the history of of Swedish multiculturalism and yeah. and being someone yeah. who who quite frankly looked the way he looked what that meant yeah. for 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 a little bit of yeah. difference within the Swedish national team talk a little bit more about that and how how you've seen that develop over the years in Sweden and people finally embracing it and still the, the work that has to be done on a cultural level to make sure that, that everybody yeah. embraces multiculturalism. Yeah, I think uh, if we kind of compare countries, I think uh, in Sweden in general, I think we are pretty good at embracing kind of multicultural um, uh, but uh, for me, it's so important. I think uh, football is one of the greatest tools to kind of show that uh, different personalities, different cultures can kind of work together and uh, bring something beautiful. So, um, and that's why I love Arsenal also, because uh, Arsene Wenger has always been like a big, uh, um, he's always had this thing that it doesn't care, I doesn't care where you come from, as long as you are a good player that connect good with others. So, yeah, I think it's really important. I think football is like the perfect tool to kind of show that. Absolutely. No, ab absolutely. That, that's one of the most important points there of all is, is to take advantage of that platform yeah. uh, as footballers. The fact that you have a whole lot of clout, you have the ability to make cultural change based on the fact that, that you're good at kicking a ball and, and that you yeah. have these skills that have propelled you to this level in the world will take advantage and, and accomplish some social change while you're up there. That doesn't mean that every athlete has that necessarily that responsibility, but good on the ones that do take it upon themselves to take advantage of the platform 
net they've been given, whether it's Henrik Larsson, whether it's Latan Ibrahimovic, or, or so many yeah. thousands of others across the sporting landscape. All right, let's snap back in to the present moment. Swedish national team supporters were oh so happy during the break as the, uh, the Danes were ousted and Sweden will indeed be heading to Euro 2016 in France. Talk about the, the Swedish hopes right now and riding on the shoulders of, of the man that we will talk about for, for oh so long to come, names Latan Ibrahimovic. Talk about the Swedish hopes right now and how you guys are feeling about doing something in Euros. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the regular Swede, I don't think he really thinks that Sweden is going to make it for the group stage in the Euro Championship. Because now it felt like almost half of the countries could go to the Euro because it was so many teams. I mean, you have Northern Ireland, you have Albania. So I don't think the, I mean, the normal Swede was so proud that we got to the Euro Championship. But I'm really happy and I think actually we have a little bit luck in the group stage. Um, I mean, it could, it could be interesting. Well, Oscar, when you bring up the 24 teams there, though, there, I, I just want to play devil's advocate here because I know exactly what you're saying, and you're and you're not the only one that has made that point on this show. I mean, it seems like you know over half of Europe qualified for this thing with the, the new addition of the eight teams. But I can't help but wonder, on the flip side of that, if that could help out teams where hey whoa look in our group we had we had a couple of minnows in this group oh suddenly we're not in we're, we are in the antithesis of a of a group of death we have a lot of winnable matches here we can progress yeah. and make a, a yeah. classic cup run i mean could could that be yeah. something that that could help sweden you think yeah you make a good point because uh, it's uh, more teams it's gonna be less um it's more team it's gonna be more uh, bad teams so it's gonna be it could be easier in the group stage and i mean as I said, I mean, we could be lucky, and um, when it's just one match, I think um, Slatan could, uh, if we have really lucky, and uh, the defense play really good, I mean, Slatan always had that magic in him, so who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm more positive than the normal Swede. I think we could do something good, but uh, uh, hopefully it would be fun. It would be it would be very fun, and I I will I will definitely be pulling a bit for Sweden next summer. Oscar, uh, in three minutes that we got left here with you, I want to ask you about your your upbringing with Swedish soccer. Who were who were your first favorite players and and your first favorite club, and how you got introduced to the game in in Sweden? Yeah, in Sweden, I think it was just um, um, my brother is two years older, so and he started to play. So for me, it was uh, yeah. Just hanging with my uh, brother, um, but uh, then I got really interested. And um, favorite players uh, for me in the beginning was I, I don't know. How old are you, Nate? Oh, we, we we always try to keep this a secret on the show, but I'm actually I am I am 24 years old, but I like to think of myself as a historically conscious 24 year old. So go ahead and throw out any era that you like here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was a little. Boy, I think um, Real Madrid players that really attracted me was uh, Fernando Hierro and uh, uh, Redondo. So that was like two big players for me to kind of be inspired of. And of course, Mikel Adrup also. So that was like main three. And after that, um, the one that really stand out for the rest of my life actually is uh, Dennis Bergkamp. He's like my all-time favorite. 
Absolutely love it. One Dennis Bearcamp walking along, singing a song, walking in a Bearcamp <laughs> Wonderland. Hey, you know what's funny is I, I, I can't, I, I have to throw this out to you here. You're an Arsenal fan. We've talked all about the Swedish national team, and we have not given one hat tip, not one shout out to Freddie Youngberg in this show. What do you remember about Freddie Youngberg, the player? Let's give a little tribute to Frederick before we got to let you go yeah. here, Oscar. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I loved by Fredrik Jungberg was that he was a winner. I mean, he really knew how to win a game, and he had that kind of winning um, instinct. Um, but, I mean, he wasn't the most... Uh, <laughs> he wasn't like Dennis Bergkamp. He wasn't as beautiful to watch, but, uh, I mean, for me it was fun because uh, we had a Sweden in our team, and because of that we more often had the Arsenal game on television. So, yeah. I was, oh, that must, have, that must have been pretty yeah. damn cool, having, having a Swede finally play for Arsenal. Yeah, of course, of course. But we had before also. When I started to watch Arsenal, they had Anders Limpar, and he was like a really good player then. Absolutely. Well, good good shout-out to Anders Lippar there. I'm glad glad we got that one in as well. We're breaking down multiple eras. We're talking stand-up comedy. We're, we're talking Sherlock Holmes and Jay-Z, talking Gary Neville and Luis Suarez, and, of course, a whole lot of Seinfeld. This was quite a bit of fun, Oscar. You're welcome back on the show anytime. And, again, everybody out there, be sure to check out the book, I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp and Other Strange Thoughts About Football. Oscar Oberg, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Nate. It was so much fun. Again, that was Oscar Oberg. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. You know, things are getting heated between the engineer and I when we're just doing Scarface impersonations back and forth for the entire commercial break. That got profane. That got nasty. That could have gotten violent if we were actually in the same town, which we will be soon. I'll see you in San Francisco, Dom. That's right. You're out of your element. We're mixing in Scarface. I feel like the Scarface Big Lebowski mix up there. I kind of like that. That would be a very interesting cinematic mashup. I don't, I don't know what we're doing there, but... It would be fun. Can you imagine, you know, Walter and the dude hanging out with, with Scarface. I, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. A huge thank you to Oscar Oberg, who has put me in this mood of, of mixing worlds after we broke down Sherlock Holmes and Jay-Z and Billy Connolly and George Carlin and, and discussed what Seinfeld characters George Costanza and Cosmo Kramer would be like as soccer managers. I, I very much enjoyed that. Let us know your take on, on that aspect of a very bizarre conversation there a couple of segments ago. Let us know who you think of all the Seinfeld characters, who would be the best soccer manager? Cannot wait to get your thoughts. It's at World Soccer Talk and at Nate WST. Talk about soccer managers. Tony Miola, our good friend Tony Miola, has just been appointed as the new manager of the Jacksonville Armada in the North American Soccer League. And I don't know what the bigger story is here. Miola getting this gig or Grant Wall reporting a story on the North American Soccer League. How you like them apples? Signing off for the producers in SF. Signing off for Oscar Oberg. My name is Nate Abarea. Huge thanks to the barkeep, Rory Wilson. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.